previously on Spectrum Files. His hero name is Gremlin, that's what most of the city probably knows him as. But he's actually Dr. Alan Thorne. His flesh almost looks kind of fluid, like it shifts a lot, almost like a mass of burn scars. His powers are technopathy and flesh transmutation. My character's uh, civilian name is James. I didn't decide on last name because those are hard. Uh, and got their name as a superhero from a uh, a newspaper journalist who saw him. He is Combat Commando. They basically have no powers. My character's power is superhuman balance. Kazar. Allison Kazar. Because while she can use magic, she's not that powerful with it. And also psychic constructs. I'm going down and checking on my research assistants. As you as you go down there, you see three research assistants, and zombie, 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 zombie. They zombies. are looking at you with their heads tilted, and you hear. Why you worry about damages to your building? We have a problem in your safe room. Also, the cops that are outside. Rather not deal with the cop. You call yourself heroes and you're leaving? I'm heading outside. My hands are up. Cops are surrounding the building. The heroes are trapped inside. What happens next? Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I can't see you. Audio format. Anyways, uh, now that I have your ears, I'd like to say thank you to anyone tuning in. It's always an honor to have you listen to our show. Now, I didn't want to clarify uh, what time frame the gang is all in Spectrum Files, since through the editing process, I realized now uh, there's a few issues with our timeline. Uh, we did mention that it was during the school year, and that it was summer throughout episode one, and also in some future episodes, so we're just going to have to pre-retcon any discrepancies now, and say that it is during the spring semester of the school year for uh, James. The other two characters don't go to school, so I don't really think that's a big issue for them. Uh, regardless of any notions of summer being there or not. Now that that's out of the way, I can finally sleep peacefully. Uh, if you haven't already, it would be phenomenal if you could rate us on iTunes or recommend us to a friend who likes to hear a bunch of nerdy folks just pretend to be superheroes. Uh, you can keep up with us on social media, uh, Facebook or Twitter at Sidestar Comics, or one of our personal accounts. Uh, David's is at CC underscore Foz, uh, or mine at JohnnyVE3. Well, without further ado, here's Spectrum Files Blank Slate, Episode 2. Welcome back to the Infinite Canvas Podcast. Today is going to be the second episode of the Spectrum Files uh, little uh, story that we're doing. And we're going to be introducing everybody that's in the cast today, is starting with Donovan. Donovan Riney, I play Alan Thorne, a.k.a. Gremlin. Uh, I am Paul. I am playing James, a.k.a. Combat Commando. I can't get over that. Such a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a new one later.
I'm never going to get comfortable with that name, by the way. And this is yours truly, David. David Falls. And I'm playing the lovely Allison. The only female of the group. <laughs> Which is fine. Uh, I, I mean, we're recording in separate places, but I have a feeling that, uh, that David is just, like, going, like, mwah, mwah, like, pulling his arms out, like, all, like, it's like, uh, praise me, praise me, I am the star of the show. You're doing that. Oh, wait, we're not recording the video version of it? We're not. I've been wasting my whole time here. And I am John Venegas. I play all of the NPCs and guide the story? I'm not really sure about that last part. NPCs such as fan favorite Vape Lord. Oh no, I forgot about he. <laughs> Basically, I'm just trying to see what you guys come up with. Not really. I do have a... Welcome to being a GM. And for a game that's less structured than D&D, it is very difficult. <laughs> I went into this very in a very um, unfortunate way, I think. But in this game, uh, instead of taking uh, traditional damage, you guys take conditions. Uh, and if you rack up all five conditions, I believe you are... Uh, at that point, you are knocked out from the game. Is that... Uh, I think it just makes take a massive blow miserable, and eventually take a massive blow can knock you out. Right, right, right. Uh, you can clear conditions, though, to my knowledge, which uh, requires you to sacrifice something in re- in return. Though I don't know if you can do that in the mi- in like in between sessions. Oh wait, it does. Or you can do that. Yeah, I just don't know if uh, I didn't uh, brush up on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if that only just... we had someone suffering from a certain condition right now. I wonder. I'm insecure right Um, now. Yeah, David is insecure. Uh, Donovan, you, uh, Gremlin did take a hit last time, so he does have to take a condition. We did talk about how, uh, you wanted to give, uh, uh, Tony influence over you, but I think it'd be more appropriate that you are still guilty about it, because that is a condition at that point, which is, like, essentially what you take instead of damage. Considering how I took the damage, I don't think guilty fits. Alright, uh, you got other options then. Yeah, I took the damage uh, blocking a shot for Alice. I think angry would probably be the more fitting one. So if you guys want to try to clear your condition before we get started, I have no uh, opposition. Paul, did uh, did James take any um, conditions? Uh, no, he failed a drop kick and was wrapped up in smoke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right, so no, uh, no conditions. Okay, got it. Oh, hey, clearing angry is easy. <laughs> Not Wait. necessarily cheap. Oh, oh, it's just releasing anger. I have to to clear my condition, which I had. In, I'm insecure right now. I either have have someone consult me, or have to properly defend someone or succeed in defending someone. Is that what it says? Yeah. Right, I thought... On the moves here, it says take foolhardy action without talking to your team. Yeah, that's what it says on here. Yeah, that's what it says on the cards as well. <laughs> oh yeah, there's cards for this as well. Oh, but it says you can you can also clear a condition when someone else confronts or supports you, or when you defend someone. Uh... Yeah. I mean, either way, in the end, it makes sense for Gremlin to be kind of at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I think he was angry in all but condition. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Are those words that make sense in that order? Give me more words and I'll figure it out. 
Please, uh, more words. Anti-disestablishment <laughs> terror. I can't say it. You almost got it. You almost got it. Disestablishmentarianism? There you go. Hang on, I've got to see if there's a move that is talk to the cops and not get in trouble. <laughs> oh, forgot. We're, we're facing cops, man. Speaking of, I have a really great move for this situation. It's called Straight Up Creeping. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay, so uh, I'm going to set up the scene really quick just to uh, kind of remind uh, listeners who might not have paid attention. Uh, even though it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, in the last episode, the uh, three kids from uh, from the uh, uh, little fight skirmish, uh, Tony Maloney, Vape Lord, and Merry Christmas, uh, went off with the guy that you guys brought in. Uh, his name is Doctor Spite. He was a uh, he uh, supposedly was a well known scientist, but didn't give you guys enough details about what he did. So you know that's up to you guys if you guys want to ask me who he is because it's kind of common knowledge, kind of like a. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, that's he's not a popular scientist in that case. He's like a just like. Uh, so now you guys have cops around you, uh, which is kind of a tro- uh, kind of troubling considering that uh, heroing is considered illegal unless you have some sort of license. Now the kids you guys saw last time said that they did have licenses, so they were they were fully capable of uh, taking matter in their own hands, even though they did cr- uh, basically uh, wreck Gremlin's lab. So it's up to. Oh, also, in the bottom cellar, the safe room, there are currently three researchers um, who are Gremlins friends, who are by uh, David's definition kind of zombies. They're suffering extreme null poison. So you guys have the cops surrounding the building. Uh, they haven't actually gotten out yet. The cars have just showed up. What do you guys do? I'm gonna run and hide in the restroom. And change back into my civilian identity. I turn to Grim and ask him, is there any other place I can hide in here that is not the cellar room? Or the safe room? Kind of don't want to go back in there. You, they can't find me. I, I have to, you know, hide somewhere. Looking at the ceiling. Looking at her. It, up, upstairs? Looking what? at the ceiling. What? <laughs> I'm kind of running out of time here. I don't know what's your decision. <laughs> I mean, if I, if if all you're doing is looking up and down, I'm I'm gonna run to the back room, to where they open, to where they slam the door open, and see if there's any cops. On oh that right, side. they broke my door. Yeah. They did break your door. You might want to ask them about that. But they... <laughs> so I run to the back room and see if there's any officers or police officers on that side or if they're just in the front uh fortunately for you there's only three cars and they're on the front side of the building Ooh, yes then i want to batman this and uh climb to the top of the building and see if i can just you know relax there until the cops leave um going to get into the most human form i can Put on my lab coat and wait in the lobby. I mean, at this point, Alan's really just... He's going to hide behind the whole idea of, Listen, I'm a doctor. A patient was brought to me. What do you expect me to do? Not treat him? And now my research assistants are suffering severe null poisoning. 
do you mind if I treat them before you guys decide to take me in or whatever? So again, the most monstrous of us is being the most reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're kind of forced to be. One, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stay here to get caught. You go. One, I can go to jail, and I don't want to go to jail. So sadly, you're gonna have to do the negotiation here, while I wait on top, and hopefully everything settles down. I'd like to look around for my best way out, which is the definition of what one of the uses of straight up creeping. Okay, so you're just looking for your best way out? Uh, yeah. If I get two questions, I actually don't have a good other one, because I pretty much know all the other answers. Uh, that is a six, which is just barely a fail. So, I find myself in over my head, and you tell me why this is a bad spot. Uh, well, here's the thing. You're still in the bathroom, right? Yes. Okay, you you have this creeping suspicion that the cops are going to go in and inspect every room in there. Hmm. Allison on the roof right now. She's going to just keep watch while the cops go in. Uh, and uh, what did you roll on that, by the way? Do you remember? To climb the roof? No, you, you said you wanted to see... Oh, you didn't roll to see if you saw anything. Did you? I thought you did. No, I was just checking to see if there was cops on the back. I, so I can just leave out through the back back way and just climb the climb to the roof on there. Hopefully to keep, you know, a bird's eye view of what's happening. Uh, in one of the cars, you see two people walk out. And uh, from what I can muster, uh, you can see this and so can uh, uh, Alan. You see a kind of... Uh, they're both wearing... The, uh, they're both obviously wearing uh, police uniforms. Uh, one of them is a white male. He is... Uh, I guess you could say a bit on the muscular side. And next to him is a kind of average-heighted uh, Hispanic woman. And she doesn't look very happy. She isn't exactly, like, bolstering with fury either. She just kind of looks almost, I guess you could say... Annoyed? I don't even I guess you could say. She, she does look... Yeah, she just looks annoyed and kind of serious. It's okay. Alan looks pretty annoyed, too. <laughs> Alright, so uh, they're walking up. They, uh, they don't seem to be, like, they're trying to cause any trouble. They don't have their hands on their guns or anything. They're just walking up to... Oh, well, to Grim. Afternoon, officer. So we heard about a disturbance over here. And, uh, well, I was going to formally ask you a little bit more about that. But, uh, it looks like... <laughs> it looks like there's a hole on the side of your, uh, your building. So, uh, you wanna let us on in? Come on in. Alright, the two of them walk in. I do have to warn you, there are three normal people downstairs in a safe room that have obtained null poisoning. Uh, wait, hold, hold on. Null poisoning? I'm not sure exactly what happened down there. I instructed my research assistants to take the patient that had been brought to me down after I had removed a null slug from his body. That's kind of weird. Um, I fully agree. You don't mind if we look, do you? Uh, feel free. Um, I'd prefer if you shot to subdue if needed. They uh, walk over to the uh, safe room. They haven't entered just yet because they're suspicious of what's going on. They don't want to. They kind of give off the vibe that they're not really there to fall for any traps. 
When I looked down there a minute ago, they were kind of zombie-acting. That doesn't sound like no poisoning, though. That sounds like something completely different. Um, Mr. Thorne? From what the from what the Spectrum agents who decided to attack first, rather than show their identity, show their card, and be fully allowed entry. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. G give me a some Spectrum agents came in here earlier. Yes, um, one Crowbar, Vape Lord, and a Merry Christmas? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like kids. Yeah, it does sound like kids. Uh, if you can, uh, give us a second really quick, we're gonna, uh, go just back to the car. Uh, one of us is gonna go back to the car, and the, the guy is saying this. You can uh, see his little name tag. It says office. Uh, it says uh, his name on his little badge. It says Ness. He uh, he goes off and he uh, goes to run the names. And uh, you're left alone with uh, Moreno. That's the other officer's name. So uh, these kids, Vape Lord, Merry Christmas, and Crowbar. That was the aliases that were on their cards. So, um, uh, uh, Officer Ness is gonna go check the names really quick, but I have a creeping suspicion of who you were talking about. Skinny Kid kinda throws crows around everywhere with his crowbar? Yes, um, he was the one who shot a null bullet, um, outside of here. I'm sure you'll find the slug somewhere in the concrete, or in the oxygen tank that is still out there. No. Wait. It's in this right here. Hands over the uh, prosthetic that was shot. And you're saying there's no one here? As soon as it was shot, it fell off of me, so... See, from what I understood, my shop was under attack. I went to defend myself. Okay, I can't tell you really much other than I'm a detective, and I'm kind of had to deal with these kids before. They haven't been the best kids, I guess you could say. They're reformed. They're part of something... They're, they're part of Spectrum now, but they, they're they under something called the Blank Slate program. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Mm. It's, it's kind of like doing community service for the organization. It clears the kids' names since they're still children. Some... Ah. Yeah, it, it helps them uh, guide their life back in the right place. Uh, so, we've been keeping an eye on them, but uh, they got out of our way again. We're kind of afraid that they might be dealing with, um, this again. They were chasing after someone by the name of Dr. Spite, which was the patient that was brought to me. Dr. Spite? The null specialist? Well, that would certainly explain why my researchers are suffering null poisoning right now. Yeah, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna go check that out. Uh, she walks over there, and, uh, as she does that, you see, uh, three other officers come back into the house. They are actually holding on to what appears to be, they're, like, hand, they're, they look like tasers, kind of-ish, but they're, they kind of almost look like curved blades, I guess you could say. And they're pointed outwards. Uh, Gremlin, you, uh, kind of recognize these things. They are, uh, specially made tasers that, uh, can just knock out metahumans, essentially. And you see them kind of near and around the, uh, door. The, uh, the, uh, safe room door. So, you, you got, you said they're in there? Yes. Allow me to open the door, 
if there are any injuries, I should be able to fix them up for you. The moment that they open up the door, you see the three researchers, your friends, run out. I'm trying to stop them. You're trying to stop the police officers or the, uh... The researchers. I don't want anyone getting hurt here. So let's see, what would that be? That would be directly engage a threat, I think. Okay, so plus danger. Oh, he's doing that. The Tasis bring up a question. So is there a way to detect metahumans in this setting? So that's a total of 11? No, you can't detect them. You just, it, it uh, the... All the Null does is paralyzes people. It doesn't have any indication of whether they're uh, metahumans or not. Um, but if you have other questions, feel free to ask. It might, some stuff might be common knowledge, some stuff might not. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You said you rolled an 11? Yes. It's a complete success at this point. You were capable of catching the three of them. Uh, they, um, they're, they're, they're in your grasp. They're, they, they don't look like... The traditional zombie, I guess you could say, where they're um, like they're they're not rotting or anything. They're you know this is first of all early on, uh, but you're grabbing onto them and you can kind of feel like their skin is a little rubbery almost. They're looking at you. Their eyes are glowing with a white light almost. Uh, they don't seem to have any knowledge of who you are. They're kind of just spazzing out. They're not really attacking you or anything they're just kind of like clawing around just trying to get away from you and the other the police officers come up to them grab them with the uh, ends of the tasers and just knock them out on them being knocked down I set them down gently I'm gonna be honest with the officers this is something I've never seen before there on my desk is the slug I pulled from the patient I had earlier we're gonna well. We're gonna have to investigate on that. Um, we do apologize, sir, about all the mess that's been going on. We didn't want you guys to get involved in any of this, but uh, uh, we an ambulance is coming by sometime, uh, very, very, very soon. We'll be taking these three with us. Um, if you need to um, call the Spectrum, you guys can certainly do so to double check on everything because. Uh, the way it makes a sound, you guys had no idea what was going on because of these three irresponsible, irresponsible children. We do uh, sincerely apologize for all of that. Yeah, and uh, they just take them out. I'll be so, honest; it's probably high time that I ended up looking into going into one of these groups anyway. Yeah, well, they say that, but it, it's a very flashy business. It, it's not something you really just get into and then uh officer ness tips his hat but he doesn't actually touch it it kind of just swipes off of his head really quick it's like not all metahumans have to you know be a part of the spectrum uh, i wasn't planning on joining spectrum specifically they take anyone and i'd like to go <laughs> for something a little bit more exclusive you understand Oh, like the urban militia? No, they're just a bunch of yahoos. No, not them. I'm not certain which group I'll be joining. I'm sure there's more groups than just the two. Oh, of course. There's plenty of them. Hey, uh, quick question. Um, since I'm I'm standing on the roof, just looking over, you know, expecting, just trying to see what's happening. Um, when I, okay, I, they walked out to grab those, like, weird taser-looking things, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, just a quick question. Is that something that the cops would normally have with them? Not normally with them, but... Okay, can I... Can I use assess the situation to see if these are real cops? Like, expect their cars or anything I can do, something like that? To kind of see if there's if any of this is fake? Yeah, if they're real cops. Yeah, go on it. Oh, God. Um, a miss? Add superior plus two. I got a four. You got a four. Oh, hey, you yeah. get to mark potential. <laughs> Oh yeah. oh yeah, you did you mark potential for last time too? Uh yeah, I'm at two potential. I'm the only one who has no potential. <laughs> no, you don't notice anything. Just this is a bit weird. I don't know. It does sound weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Um I don't know, maybe someone gets a hit and maybe they try. Alright, well Paul's in the bathroom, uh, and that's also going on. Um, um Alan is going to assess the situation because Stuff that would knock out what's going on with my researchers, with their newly extremely rubbery skin, apparently, probably seems a little bit off. You don't think it's null? Uh, it's more of, that seems something a bit bigger than what most cops would carry. So plus superior, which I've got zero on, and minus, no, no minuses. Excellent. Eight. Nice. You get one question. Essentially, are these guys legit going to take care of my researchers, or are they, or are they like acting like they're about to be taking these people to kill them? So, so, no, they're not going to kill them. Uh, one of the uh, one of the really quick things uh, to anybody who's listening, when they when uh, you ask questions like this uh, and they roll, uh, whether it's seven or nine. Uh, or anything above. As long as you get a question, you get an actual answer. Uh, I'm not going to like conceal information from you if you guys uh, get an appropriate answer. So no, they are not going to kill your friends or anything. They are going to actually take them to somewhere that will help them out. Alright, he's good with that. Uh, Officer Moreno hands you a card. Uh, it has her uh, number on it. Uh, in case you need to contact them again about uh, any any other uh, problems that you guys might uh, arrive to. Uh, she uh, isn't under any suspicion that you have done anything because this is your place and your place has been attacked, essentially. So she does give her sincere condolences to you. As they get in uh, and as they drive away, you can actually uh, you can actually tell that they're leaving. Uh, so that kind of uh, gives Allison a little bit of peace of mind, I assume, maybe. Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know if James knows, I don't think... Depends on whether or not people in the restroom can hear stuff from the hall. <laughs> I'm assuming you can't hear them talking, maybe you can hear the cars? Okay, so, Alan's going to go and knock on the bathroom door. Uh, I'm gonna say occupied. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, that wouldn't make sense. I wouldn't say anything. Because I, I wouldn't know that the cops are gone. I know you're in there, kid. I saw you go in. Now, now I say occupy. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as I see them drive off, I jump back down and go back into the building. So now I have to decide whether I want to put my costume back on. Because presumably I haven't been around you two without my costume on, despite going by James. Uh, do, uh, do any of them know your sibling identity or no? Uh... 
No, because my civilian identity is Jane. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. What do you two see about boarding up the door? I think I'm gonna go through all the motions of putting everything back on and leaving the restroom. You just went in there to change in a panic, and then like immediately the scenario was just fine, and you're like, "Well, fuck! I gotta do this over again." Well, it's good for your health. You shouldn't wear binders for that long. So here's a good question: Do those two actually go to fix the back to board up the back door? I don't know. That's on them. Well, when I jump down, I have, I go and tell Grim to tell me everything that the cop says. So and he says I, it. He says so everything. I'm, so yeah. I'm caught up. I don't have and to say so, that all again. No, no, can you please repeat it, John? No, I'm um, good. Repeat every single word. <laughs> you were here. <laughs> and um, I guess I tell him, you know, hey, hey um, di- didn't they seem a bit suspicious to you? I I swear there was something weird about them. Shadow, Shadow, give me a moment. Board up the back door. Uh, with with Who, what? They took your friend's. My back door is missing. Board it up, mm. please. Do you really care about your door more than your friends? You just let these so-called cops take them? Don't you think they acted a bit suspicious? Well, they're still here, aren't they? Because they said there'd be an ambulance. That's all taken care of. That's all. They're taking my research assistants to attempt to cure them of whatever just happened. Apparently, Dr. Spite is a researcher in Null. What happened to Dr. Spike, by the way? What did actually happen to him? No, it's like, what happened to him throughout the commotion? I think he just left. He, he, was, he was taken by uh, Tony and the other guys. They, yeah. they didn't interact with the cops at all. They just left. Oh, okay, okay. From what you can muster, the cops have been following these kids for a while. They le- uh, the kids left before the cops could show up. The cops have confirmed that they actually are part of the organization, that the kids are part of the organization, but that's under the assumption that, uh, that uh, well, they are telling, the, they, they would have to be telling the truth because that's all information that you guys rolled for. From what Dr. Marino told me, the three young people that we dealt with are on what is called a blank slate program that Spectrum is apparently running these days. So they made criminals into heroes? More or less. How is that a good thing? Detective Marino there is one of the people in charge of those kids, keeping an eye on them and such. Apparently they slipped their leash. Hey, once a criminal, always a criminal. Now, if you will excuse me, I am a bit miffed and need to vent on something. A nice way of, <laughs> of nonchalantly and very just streaming right into that one. Okay, if we help board your door up, can we go and see if we can find these little kids? Because I'm pretty sure we have some questions we need. To, we would like to ask Doctor Spike. Spike. Uh, yeah, S P. I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it out. S. And, and I do I do apologize. It is not spelled the very normal way. Uh, S P E I G H T. It's it's also the name of a bird, I believe. See, thing is, those kids work for Spectrum, which means Doctor Spite will be going to the spectrum holding cells, more than likely. Don't you want answers? I mean, as a scientist, I would think you would want answers. Uh, Gremlin, your friends are being taken somewhere, and you guys are under the assumption, like Gremlin just gave, that they are being held in a spectrum facility. Uh, not, not, not here, friends, but the uh, Dr. Spite is being held in a spectrum facility of some sort. At least if those three actually do their jobs. I mean, the clear thing that we should do is ask Spite some questions, but 
not sure how easy that'd be for the likes of us. But to do that, we have to be affiliated with a group, more than likely. Uh, that's not gonna be easy for me. And I'm not joining a group. There has to be another way we can we can go. Well, think you can break into Spectrum? <laughs> a building <laughs> filled with superheroes and powerful mutant beings? Some of which have sensory powers? Yeah, that place. Sounds like it'll be an easy job. Yes, you're gonna fucking go and break in there? What the fuck? <laughs> okay, so Dr. Thorne goes into his office. Wait, hold up before you go. Do you have any hammers or anything to board this up with? Wait, have you been boarding up the thing this whole time while these two have been uh, talking? No. Uh, I mean, I, I think at best I've leaned the door up against where it used to be. Because <laughs> he doesn't have, like, nails, presumably not boards or anything. <laughs> and at best, he probably has one of those hammers for testing reflexes. Um, I walk over to James, and I conjure up a psychic construct of a hammer. Alright. <laughs> Try this. Now, <laughs> now, what about nails? So, uh, maybe I just try to line up the screws with where they used to be in the wall, and just try to hammer and screws, because I don't have much to work with here. <laughs> Um, hey, I have a quick question. Does anybody here have a phone? Like, a phone? Yes. In, in real life or in here? In game. <laughs> in game. Uh, sure. Not only does Dr. Thorne's office have a phone, but he has a is cell it, phone. On his person or is it in his fucking body? I really need to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's him. <laughs> it's the safest place to keep it. He'll never drop it. Wait, where is it? It's in him. Oh, God. Literally, safest <laughs> place to keep. You get good reception in you? <laughs> Does, uh... Remind me never to ask him to borrow his phone. You realize that the human body, even the metahuman body, does allow frequencies to pass through it. Quite easily. I can't okay. believe this is a conversation we're having. Okay. <laughs> this conversation is canon. Oh, no, I'm not in the conversation then. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just a random guy walks in. It's like, hey, you guys got a phone? <laughs> oh my god, yes! And <laughs> hey, you guys got a phone? <laughs> At any rate, oh my god. give me a moment because I don't want to say something that will hurt either of your feelings. So I guess I'm in the back helping James put the door up. Uh, do, uh, Allison or James have phones also? Because I know that Gremlin has one. I don't assume I have a phone. This is set in, like, the more or less current year, right? Yeah, it's current year. Yeah, then there's no way I wouldn't have a phone on me. Would you have it on you? It's probably in my bag or something. Am I, like, what? I think I've decided that I've been going around with a backpack as part of my costume. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is a fantastic thing to have with you as a superhero. Uh, same answer to the question. Except it's in my pocket. You haven't, like, stitched it inside of your arm or anything. No, no, I'm not that gross. <laughs> so, John, do I have to roll to vent without hurting myself? No, you just... You have to hurt something or someone. Yeah, I'm breaking the door to the safe room. Oh. Uh, I was I mean, secretly you're... hoping you'd break the door that we just fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stopping you if you want to chase I your thought butt. What are you breaking? You can you can physically hurt yourself. It's not going to be an issue unless you want it to be. You know what? Wait, there's an already wrecked car out front. 
<laughs> Are you going to break this poor innocent person's car? <laughs> no. Not to mention they were near it. You heard him when the window crashed. No, instead he is going to calm himself down by very carefully dismantling the... Okay, I'm... He's destroying the door to the safe room. Uh, okay, you guys have been you guys have been around here for a while now. Uh, yep. It's been maybe like thirty minutes after. I guess you could With say the safe room. I think I'm gonna take that as my cue to leave for the day, right? Yeah, I guess you guys could say that. Uh, I'm not trying to railroad you guys, which is the thing, which is kind of it was really fucking hard. The scene because like I expected you guys to leave. <laughs> See, once they're gone. Alan's going to start researching the various groups. Um, you got uh, a few uh, a few of them around in the area. The ones that pop up most are Spectrum, of course, which is a kind of a polarizing group. Considering some people think they're uh, some people think they're too stuck up. Uh, some people think that they take anyone, which is uh, obviously you're on that side of the fence already. So that's not going to change your mind, I'm assuming. Uh, you have the urban militia. Well, especially considering three kids with Spectrum IDs just wrecked my shop. You actually, um, w- while researching for Spectrum, you learn a little bit about the blank slate. You learn there's uh, different ways you uh, that somebody can enter it. Uh, in one way, uh, you can be a kid, uh, a teenager of some sort. If you have a if you have a criminal record that has made your identity public, then they do everything uh, in their interest to help that person out. Uh, unfortunately, their identity is already public, and so they can, um, they try everything to, uh, uh, you know, help out that person's name. Uh, for people who enter that aren't, that are tech, that have technically committed a crime, but their name is not known, they can't basically protect that person's identity. The only caveat being that Spectrum knows who you are, but they'll try their best to make sure that nobody else finds out who you are. Uh, you hear about an organization called uh, the Kids, uh, which they're they're more of a very secretive group. There's not a branch out. The nearest branch out in uh, in Dallas only has a couple of people in it. They usually don't have more than ten people at a time. Uh, Urban militia is basically like if the Punisher had friends, and there were a lot of them, and they're usually in trouble with the law. <laughs> They're they're kind of on the fence on that one. So the groups are secret identity friendly. They're they are all secret identity friendly as long as your identity has not already been revealed. Oh well, then I wouldn't have any trouble joining your group. Then I've been operating on the assumption that you had to reveal who you were. I think that maybe James thinks that, and I'm okay with that. Do you do you think that James thinks that, or do you think that James knows the truth? Sure, we can make both of that true. <laughs> both. Sorry, I messed up. We can say that both I and James thought that. <laughs> Those are the words I want, wanted to say. <laughs> Hello, yes, I am human, and I say the words. Does Dr. Thorne have either of the other two's numbers? Do you have each other's numbers? Because they'll have his. Okay. I Grim would have Allison's. James would not have Allison's. I think at best I might have your office number, but I don't think I've given out my number. Um, just out of curiosity, I kind of want to know a little bit about your characters. I'm sorry this isn't a very action-y episode right now. Uh, I do have something planned out. Maybe, maybe not. It depends on how we get to it. Uh, Allison. Uh, actually, no. Uh, no. Uh, I want to hear from James, because I haven't heard from James in a long-ass time. Uh, what do you do when you get home? Yes, but not a lot. Uh, he, he's, you've had more screen time than he has. 
I, I'm a quiet person when role playing. It's a bad habit of mine. No, no, it, it's all right. I'm I'm trying to make sure that everybody has screen time. Sorry, it's just it. Uh, I ha- had a lot of shit planned out for you, and like I haven't been able to talk to you. <laughs> Hey guys, you're probably wondering why this week's episode is so short. Uh, to put it into simple terms, um, the episode session that we recorded kind of ended up becoming like two distinctively different, um, I guess you could say stories almost, uh, two separate chapters almost, and I thought it would be more convenient to separate the two um, chapters into two separate episodes. Uh, so uh, next week we're actually going to be uh, exploring the uh, part that we kind of left off on. So uh, see y'all next time.